This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast is brought to you by Motorcycle Awareness Month. It is coming up September, the start of spring, and it's time to celebrate getting back on the roads doing the things we love, which include riding. But with more riders on the roads, the risks increase. To make sure we can all keep riding forever, we're asking riders to get behind 21 for September. It's 21 things that you can do, checks during, before and after your ride to make sure that you can continue to ride forever. 21 for September. For more information, go to rideforever.co.nz. Thank you very much, Motorcycle Awareness Month, for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast. Let's get into it. And welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name's Ray Heron. Great to have you along. If this is the first podcast of ours you've listened to, please do hit that like and subscribe buttons. Be great to have you along for the ride. As you heard, it is Motorcycle Awareness Month, and very shortly we're going to catch up with a real Kiwi rider. We're giving the top five a break for this month, so right now we're also going to bring you a few of the 21 for September checklist items. Let's get into it. for September. It's a full checklist of 21 things you can do to get yourself ride ready and increase your chances of making it home safely. Let's rattle through a few of them. Number one, check your helmet. Check the expiry date. If it's five years older or older, it's time for a new one. Number four, own your safety. Take action and always look out for yourself. Number five, ditch that scratched visor. Visibility is key. Make sure you can see clearly. And one more, number 17, have a pre-ride chat. Get your riding buddies together and make a plan. It's 21 for September, up now at rideforever.co.nz. 21 things you can do to increase your chances of making it home safely. Time to catch up now with a man that we don't talk to an awful lot on the podcast because he rides a Harley. Uh, I'm joking, but he's always been in the background of our planning meetings and our group discussions on the podcast. Uh, he does ride a Harley. He's a middle-aged white man. His name is Mike, and he hails from Auckland. G'day, Mike. How you doing? How's it going, mate? Good to catch up. Yeah, man. Um, tell us what you're riding at the moment. So currently I'm riding a 2020 uh, FX ST, which is a, a soft tail standard. Nice, nice. Yeah. You got it new? Bought, no, no. Bought it uh, secondhand. Uh, um, a guy had purchased it and ridden it for about 600 kilometres and then decided it was too big for him. So he traded it in on something else. Not too big for you. You've got a bit of a history with sport bikes. Uh, what did you start on? Oh, started on, well, my first road bike, believe it or not, was a GN250, the old GN250. On, on That was probably the first one that was ever released, right? <laughs> I think it was a 84 model from memory, <laughs> black, and it was, yeah, I mean, I still have fond memories of that bike. It, it was as slow as a wet week, but Jesus, it was great for learning on, and and, and that stage I was living in Woodville and commuting every day to work in Palmerston North, so through the Manawatu Gorge, it was great. And yeah, then we upgraded a little bit. We upgraded a little bit. Yeah, we went uh, 
I, I went the 250 two-stroke route and went to, and upgraded to an RZ250 and had that for 25 years, yeah. amongst other bikes. <laughs> you had it for 25 years. You weren't riding it for 25 years. I'm, I'm, I'm specifically going down this route because I know the story, but um, you're, you're no stranger to, to, shall we say, sliding down the tarmac on your ass. Yes, that's really the only road bike that I've ever uh, come off. And that thing kicked me off, I think, in total three times. Wow. Mm, one, my fault. Two, one was a situational error. And uh, the third one was someone on a motorway who didn't like what I was doing and decided to run me off the road. But, yeah. So the one that was your fault, talk us through it. So that was me being young and stupid, 19 years old, middle, middle-ish winter, going way too fast for the conditions and not reading the road, came over a, a, a rail overbridge and hit some nice shiny tar and didn't make it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Got into a big tank slapper, dropped the bike and slid along the road. So after uh, your um, your experience on the RZ, it sat in the shed in bits for quite a number of years while you contemplated rebuilding it. And we know that you finally did rebuild it and got it to a pretty nice condition and sold it. Um, your more recent uh, big bike was a um, uh, was a CRF one thousand ninety two or ninety three model. Uh, it was the ninety three model. It was a USA import ninety three. Yeah. And I, I have fond memories of chasing you around on that, me uh, two up on a, a GW250, a, Yamaha, a Suzuki Inzuma. That's right. I think that was during one of the coast-to-coast rides, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of, um, out of Himitangi all the way over to Akaido on the um, eastern coast of the uh, Manawatu area, Manawatu Wairarapa area. Yeah, um, fantastic ride. And culminates in, in, in well sorry in the in the middle of the ride you end up in the uh woodville christmas parade as a as a bit of a feature and all park up in the middle of the town and have a bit of a a bit of a barbecue and a catch-up and then yeah right over to the other side of the coast not to mention riding through the manawatu gorge back in the day before it got closed Yes, fond memories of that road. Used to love it. We all have fond memories of that road, but we also all have memories. We think back and we cringe, and we uh, we hopefully live and learn from those experiences. I'm not going to tell you about the one. You know the one I'm talking about. Um, but I mean, we, we've talked about the, the, the bikes. Um, now you're on a Harley. You're a, you're a middle aged white guy. I, I hope I'm not being derogatory when I say that. I don't <laughs> not mean in any way. I don't form. mean any. Um, um, you know, but these the middle aged white guys are the ones that you know. I rode I rode bikes all through my childhood. I know how to ride, and and I get on the bike and I go for it. But these are the ones that are overrepresented in crash statistics. Um, so this is why I'm starting with you. You're no stranger to a socket set and a spanner. Tell me, talk me through the process because I know you don't ride every day. It's probably what once a month if you're lucky, and with Auckland's weather, it's even worse at the moment. Uh, well, recently it's been once in about five months. Yeah, so not not a not a all weather rider for by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I, uh, as we talked about, I did my time commuting, so I've become now a fair weather rider. Fair um, enough. So, so a good chunk of the year and and uh, winter, the the bike sits in the shed and doesn't doesn't do a lot. Sits in there with the cover on it, with its maintenance charger on, and doesn't get touched. So, um. Yeah, uh, 
Coming up to um, coming up to riding season again. Well, it is now for us. Um, now's the time to pull the cover off and you know uh, change the oils, change the fluids, change the brakes, uh, the brake pads. If they, you know, if I knew they were getting a bit low or a bit old last year, check all my tyres for pressures and and. Uh, and, and just general condition, get the bike ready to go out on summer again. Okay, so I mean, it's it's motorcycle awareness month now. It's spring. Well, it is tomorrow as of the date of so, recording or date of podcast going live. Um, if you were going riding tomorrow, and the weather forecast was good, and you weren't worried about any water spots on your chrome, what <laughs> what is your what is your process? I mean, you've run through a few things there, but physically, what are you going to go and do tomorrow if you were riding? Um, basically, the, the the night before, I've I've gone over and checked the bike to make sure, as I said, tire pressure's all right. Checked I've got gas. Check I've got oil. Um, the other thing I do is pull my gear out the night before and make sure that everything's you know my my helmet because I've got an intercom. Make sure that's on charge and charged up. Um, make sure I've got my spare spare tools in the in the uh, in my little kit. You know, I carry a couple of screwdrivers and a couple of spanners and bits and pieces, um, make sure that's all there, um, check that my jacket is not wet or damp from the last ride and gone mouldy, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it, that, that my helmet's still fine, it hasn't gone mouldy sitting in the shed. Mm, mm, because it's yeah. quite moist up there as we alluded to before. Very, very. Okay, um, so you, you, we, we mentioned that you've come off the bike a few times. Uh, hopefully, yes. you've lived and learned, and you've learned a new few a few tricks over the years to ensure that you make it home to the wife at the end of every ride. What's going through your head as you're first driving out of the driveway, having probably not ridden a bike in minimum a month? What what, what are you thinking? Um, the first thing that I think of is is as I'm sort of rocking up the road, just giving it a bit of a sway, just this is in the first sort of 50 to 100 metres, give the bike a bit of a sway, make sure everything feels good, make sure there's no crap on my tyres. Um, and also, depending on what I'm doing, planning my route in my head, knowing, um, you know, certain roads uh, that, I, that I may drive every day, knowing if they are well known for having tar patches or if it hasn't rained for a while and it's just like nice and dewy in the morning, knowing that the road's going to be slippery and just running through those little safety things in my head, just giving myself a pep talk and telling myself to look out for everything and and ride safe and make sure I ride home to the family. And and any any ride, any ride, literally, whether it be from here to the shop and back or out for a 300k journey, any ride can throw any number of random obstacles in our way. What what are some of the things that you you do to be you know to, to, to keep you know keep traction, be ready for a car pulling out in front of you? What is there anything that that goes through your head in those sort of times? Well, I mean, when it, when it comes to you, as you were saying, you're, you're getting prepped for the ride. I'm very very firm believer after coming off and having family that have come off over the years. I ride all the gear all the time. Even if I was just riding up the street to the shop, I still have my jacket, my gloves, my helmet, all my gear on. I ne- The bike doesn't leave the gate without all my gear. And that's the first thing and biggest thing for me. It's, yeah, that's, for me, that is one of the key things is I'm always all the gear all the time. I don't care if it's cold, hot, raining, whatever it is, you got to have your safety gear on. 
with that in mind, if you're riding with a mate and he's not wearing all the gear, will you say something? Absolutely, absolutely. It'll be a, it'll be a hey mate. Do you really think you should be riding with those shoes? Or hey dude, I'm not really keen on that jacket you're wearing. Or do you think maybe should you put some gloves on? Not a not a telling off, but just more of a just a mate telling a mate, hey, what you're wearing is not really appropriate, bro. Just chuck a set of gloves on, you know. And if I've got a spare set, hey, cruise around to mine. We've got a spare set. You can wear those. Nice. That's that's awesome. Um, and I guess the other thing that we see quite a bit on on social media is um, oh, out for a bloody ride and come around the corner and bloody NZTA haven't swept the road. There's gravel everywhere. Bloody lost my bike. They should bloody buy me a new one. What Don't do you agree. Say, what do you say to those people? Don't agree. Don't agree. That's your big job as a motorist, as a motorcyclist, as even if you're walking, read what's coming. Your job is to read what's coming. If you didn't see a patch of gravel, it's because you didn't look for it. You, you know, it's and it's something that's drilled, also drilled into you in these Ride Forever courses, which I've done. Situational awareness. Look for things. Look for hazards. Always be on the lookout for something that can take you out. That's not to say that you can't enjoy your ride. I mean, I know that you um, you're partial to a wheelie or two back on the back in the CRF days. <laughs> Being known to to stick it up on the back wheel occasionally for a, for a bit of a laugh, but that's a bit of a hangover from being a bit of a dirt bike boy back in the back in the younger days. Yeah, yeah, nice. But again, it's time and place, you know. And and, and of course, um, people may be wondering where they remember your name or face from. I mean, we do mention you on the podcast from time to time. You you came along on our um, our first Taranaki adventure. Uh, yes. Way back, what, what four years? Over four years ago now. Yes, it would have been. Yeah, uh, you were on the CRF one thousand. I was on the MTO seven. We had Matt on the Rosie the Rally and Ben on the big twelve fifty GSA. Oh, they would have. They got uh, dubbed the party couch. The didn't party it? couch, exactly. And uh, you weren't. Pa- you were partial to a to a wheelie or two or or, or spirited riding, shall we say, on that road. But um, you know, I. I I wasn't ready or prepared for the 10 kilometres of gravel on the Forgotten World Highway. You think, have family th- in the Taranaki area. You probably knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Yeah. What, what was going through your head? You come around the corner and there's gravel, like full gravel. Like, I, would you I turn had around and go com- back? Or? I had actually completely forgotten about the gravel. I was so engrossed in enjoying the ride. I I think there was I think it was Ben and Matt had sort of skipped off into the distance. We'd sort of we were ticking along doing our own thing, and I just remember coming around the corner and seeing just the surface change and thought, "Holy shit!" Hold up on the anchors, thinking I've got to get this thing slowed down before <laughs> we touch the gravel. And the and the outriggers went out. The outriggers went out. That was yeah. Again, uh, probably a little bit of experience knowing that I've got to get the outriggers out in case it does start moving around on me. Um, and then this, the second thing was looked in the mirror and saw you coming up behind me and I thought, I hope he's seen what I've just seen. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, I saw your front light dip down and realised that you had spotted what I had and were getting to an appropriate speed. Yeah, that was that was actually a crazy bit of gravel. I mean, usually I wouldn't be too worried about a bit of gravel, but that was it was as though uh, a gravel truck had just been through there and dumped a fresh load. Oh, there were no wheel tracks or anything. 
It was very, very deep. I'll, I'll admit that was, yeah, that was, I mean, I think I was down to about 10 or 15 kilometres an hour and I was doing my best to hold on to it. I mean, the CRF's, a, she's a big girl, um, you know, and, and I was sort of able to plough through it a little bit more than you were on the, on your bike. You looked like you were having a hell of a lot more trouble. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it. I did not enjoy that uh, that little bit at all, but the rest of it was great. Mike, it is uh, Motorcycle Awareness Month. It is spring. Um, it's a hard, hard question to answer, I'm sure. But when's the next ride, and where to? The next ride, not entirely sure. It's uh, when when time allows and weather ties up. But the, I, I'm from Auckland. Is you've got to get out of Auckland to do a ride, and that was part of the reason I actually ended up selling the. The 1000 was, it wasn't suited to roads up here and the Harley just is because you can just sit back and cruise, you know. The um, So the, the, the road I enjoy, enjoy doing is down to Tauranga. I love jumping on the bike and going for a ride down to Tauranga for fish and chips. Long way to go for fish and chips. Yeah, but they're good fish and chips, mate. <laughs> and let's, let's face it, who in the younger days in a car when they first got their licence didn't do the two-hour drive for a hamburger? Yeah, 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 or a bag of chips or something, yeah. And that's the essence of biking, isn't it? You, you get back into that mentality and you will ride three hours to get a, a lemon, lime and bitters or a, or a hamburger or fish and chips. Or if you're really enjoying the ride, you'll get there and turn around and come straight home. Yeah, exactly. You know, you won't even stop. You'll gas up and roll on. Uh, which way do you go out of interest? Obviously, you don't hang around on State Highway 1. Do you go out past Coromandel and down? Um, so it it sort of varies. Quite often we'll um we'll sort of sneak down and and it's normally a mate and I do it, and we'll tool on down to Hamilton and do the obligatory stop at the the Harley Daryl in Hamilton because let's face it they're awesome, and there's always shit to buy, regardless of whether the wife says we are allowed to or not, and then we sort of tool out from Cambridge and come through that way and go up over the hill that side, and then coming back we come up through the Coromandel way. Nice. So we do a do a bit of a loop. Don't do, I don't like doing the same road twice uh, unless it's really required. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I hate doing it there and back. Hey, eh? you got to do a loop. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a loop's just the it's the way to go. A loop for me, a loop feels it feels like you've just done a good long road. If you if you go somewhere and straight back, it sometimes it just doesn't satisfy. Mm. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate uh, you jumping on the call and having a, a chat for the podcast and telling how many, uh, showing the people how much of a, a nanny you are. But I mean, I, I completely agree on pretty much every point that you've brought up. Um, I don't call you a nana on out of out of uh, malice or anything like that. It's only because I'm riding a Harley now. I've yeah. become a, an old white man. I, I also like that you can take a joke and you bought a Harley and it's been relentless ever since. Mate, I was one of the ones absolutely taking the piss out of Harleys my entire career. And and I've had more than a few mates who have gone, how does it feel now, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I still love a sport bike, but especially in Auckland and surrounds, it's just not really practical to have a big sports bike these days. So, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Motorcycle Awareness Month, I guess probably the big takeaway from that for riders is just while you are riding and you are riding around cars, especially in Auckland with the traffic the way it is, is while you're riding, put yourself in the driver's mind 
you know, think to yourself, where would they be looking if I'm on the motorway, especially on the motorways, because it gets so busy and, and crowded. Place yourself where you're not intimidating a driver, you're not scaring a driver, you're not you're not being aggressive, but you are being front of mind for them. Put yourself where they can see you. Don't do stupid shit. You know, just ride your ride and, and make sure the car drivers know where you, where you are and have an idea of what your next move's going to be, you know. Too many guys I see on the motorway these days that just ride so erratically and and put themselves into blind spots of cars and buses and trucks and then wonder how they get get themselves in the crap. You know, they just they don't keep themselves in the front of the car driver's mind. You ever watch those YouTube videos where you know there's a crash because it's you know top ten motorcycle crashes or something is the videos the videos title, and you you're just watching them hoon down the road and you're like slow down slow down slow down look left what what are you doing and they pull out from behind a car and there's somebody stopped in the other lane or something like that. Oh, absolutely! I, I sit there and I scream at the phone, just you idiot! What are you doing putting yourself there? Or you know they're right up the backside of a car and I think if that car has to break, you're going to you're going to come a cropper and it happens and you see it happens so often. And with these days with cameras, you know, every, so many people are recording what they're doing. We're seeing more and more of the consequences of the way that these guys ride. Um, yeah. And it's just as a rider, if you are in a car and you see someone riding like a dick and they pull up next to a set of lights, one down the window and say, Hey bro, I'm a rider too. Ease it up. You're going to crash. You're going to do something stupid. And I've seen it before. I, I had one in the city. A guy was commuting on a little Duke 300, I think they are, 290, aren't they? And Something he was like riding. That. And he was riding in the damp. It was, a, it was a damp morning. The road was just slippery. And he was zigzagging in and out of traffic. And I could see him coming up behind me. He pulled up next to me at a set of lights. And I wound down the window and I sort of motioned to him. And he looked at me and I said, bro, just calm it down. Just this is not the place or time to be doing this and two sets of lights later he went around the corner too fast and came off and ended up sliding into the gutter you know and I, I stopped the car and went over and helped pick him up off the ground and he wasn't hurt and his bike was just a little bit scratched up but the first thing he said to me he was the only young fella had his L plate on and the first thing he said to me when he pulled his helmet off is you told me I'm sorry mm. I was like Mate, you've just learned a very important lesson, you know? You're and not ex- you and me and, and all the other old middle-aged riders are the, the lucky ones that lived through the uh, the incidents. And oh, absolutely. It's a shame that, that quite often the youngsters will look at us and go, uh, you know, ah, oh, you old bastard. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit I did some dumb shit on bikes and in cars when I was younger. Still do at times. But, yeah, I guess I was just lucky that I came out the other side of it with not too many injuries, didn't hurt anybody else, didn't hurt myself too badly. Um, But, yeah, just sometimes it pays to listen to the old fellas. As a new rider, I know you're all full of piss and vinegar and think that you can outrun everybody and you're the best rider in the world, you're Valentino Rossi, but someone who leans out their window and says to you, calm it down, probably knows what they're talking about. Mike, thank you so much. Enjoy Motorcycle Awareness Month, the coming of spring and summer, and have an awesome uh, summer on the roads. I look forward to actually going for a ride with you again. Mate, I am amping to have a nice summer. We had such a shit one last year. I've 
barely had my poor little chrome princess out the garage. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> let's 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 make uh, twenty twenty. What are we? Twenty twenty three, twenty four. A better one. Twenty four is going to be epic summer, mate. We're going to go out, do lots of miles, have lots of rides, hang out with our mates, have a good time, and come home safe. Eh? That about wraps up the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Ray Heron. You can catch up with all my content at MotoNZ.com. The Kiwi Rider magazine is out twice a month, absolutely free for you to read, download, and enjoy at KiwiRider.co.nz. Matthew Day Gillett, he writes the news, and he maintains on Throttle.co.nz. Otherwise, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, leave a comment if you so wish, or you can email me, podcast at KiwiRider.co.nz. Otherwise, I've been Ray. This is Kiwi write a podcast get the rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time much motorcycle awareness month for sponsoring this episode of kiwi rider podcast it's coming up spring and september is motorcycle awareness month time to celebrate getting back out on the road and doing the thing we love which is riding with more riders on the road though the risks increase to make sure we can all keep riding forever we are asking riders to get behind 21 for september do it. Get behind 21 for September. 21 things before, during and after your ride that you can do to make sure you can continue to ride forever. Go to rideforever.co.nz.